You gotta handle the rock with flair and rhythm if you wanna be judged on wood grain and concrete courts in New York. This ain't no nickel and dime. It's dribbling dimes where scoring never looked this good. I guarantee it. But was your reputation built from the playground up? Or did you call next when they took that ish? Or cause you weren't as fast as police and ambulance sirens? Or as loud as Mr. Softy ice cream? No. You see, this is New York City hoops in prime time. As beautiful as the skyline, it's dribbling dimes. Self-proclaimed sexier half of dribbling dimes, Emilio the poet. Yo, this is Manny Digital. This is Day Bar is open from Absolutely Fucking Not Podcast. Podcast. Yeah, so Welcome we, to the show. We're doing a cross collaboration right now. Uh, millennials meets basketball. Uh, yeah. The foundation of all that actually is all three of us grew up in the same neighborhood um, over here in the Bronx, White Plains Road. And uh, our friend DJ was in town in the Bronx so we yes. we huddled up and uh, we're recording this podcast so how to make it happen how to make it happen thank you guys for making this happen man it's a dope ass joint collaborative so no super excited you guys are doing a great job and want to be a part of this and let's make it happen likewise likewise so so first and foremost let's let's properly introduce kind of your journey okay okay so we talked about the Bronx roots mm mm-hmm. Um, your parents are Dominican. Yep, both just, of them. Just as well as ours are. Um, you guys landed in the Bronx. You were born in the Bronx, if I'm not mistaken. Right? Our Lady of Mercy. Our Lady of Mercy Hospital. And then you took your ass, you took your talents overseas. Not to South Beach. Well, not to South Beach. <laughs> not, not to yes. South Beach immediately, but yes. eventually to South Beach. Right, right. <laughs> South Beach, that's funny. So, so you, you went upstate a little bit. You was in White Plains for a little while after you left the Bronx. And yep. then you... Skirted on over to India. Yep. New, yep. D- New Delhi? New Delhi, India. So how the fuck does that happen? Oof, where do I begin? So yes, my parents are both Dominican because people assume that I say India like your mom. When I say, I see your mom after a while, I mention, yeah, my mom's still in India. She's like, oh, you do look a little bit Indian. I'm <laughs> oh like, my God. I'm like, that, that's not really how it went down, but all right. Yeah, that's, that's, that's just the normal Dominican racism. Don't worry about it. <laughs> I was like, no, what? but I would say it's also the ignorance. They just don't. No, yeah. Dominicans don't know. It's everybody, bro. It's not just our, it, our it's, it's everybody. Dominicans, especially, come over here to New York. It's Dominican. Republic and New York, and that's it. They that's don't know it. anything else. There, there's no United States. There's I could have said no anything. Yeah. Moscow. Oh, you do look a little uh, whiskey. Yeah, <laughs> Russia. <laughs> so, um, so you landed in New Delhi. New Delhi, yeah. So pretty much my mom was uh, working in Stanford, Connecticut, but she was going back and forth to India a lot. And she just got tired of like, she, she could control me at school in White Plains. She couldn't control me in the Bronx, though. Mm-hmm. And I think she kind of saw the writing on the wall, on the wall, sorry, and was like, we're going to India. And then we really went to India for like a summer vacation. And then 10 years later, I'm graduating from high school in India. So she, she, she got you. She got me. I should have realized <laughs> that. I'm you. like, why is everything going in storage? And why we don't have an apartment anymore? But uh, wait, wait. So part of it was you started to wild out. I started to wild out because I was hanging out on 174th and Boston Road, okay. uh, my dad's uh, record shop. And then, yeah, it was a fucking terrible neighborhood. Like, bloods everywhere. Um, yeah, it was bad, man. I was playing basketball nonstop, so I felt safe there. And I was like my dad's son, so everybody knew me, but it was it was awful. So mm-hmm. she was like, no, we're packing this shit up. We're going to India, and then India changed my life. 
Okay, so we're gonna rewind now. Yes, definitely. Right, so that that's that's a good foundation, just so people that are listening can understand when we start going on tangents and you start speaking in in uh, Hindi. I'm not gonna speak in Hindi, but yes, I can. <laughs> you got you got to throw a few Come on, for your Hindi, for your Hindi followers, bro. Man, you got to give them I, some I, love. I, I want to say this, man, because I'm noticing how you pronounce words even in English a lot different. Like, oh yeah, no, like literally? Literally. literally, 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 literally. Yeah, that's. I was, I was, again, to my credit, I went to a British school. No, but so. it's cool though. I I just I think it just speaks to your worldly yeah. experience. Well, you said to your credit, I think you faking the funk, man. Because if you went to India and you went to a British school, no, but that's the, no, what do you mean, no, bro? Yeah, I mean, I know, I know there India was twine. conquered by, yes. yes, I get that, but still, you gotta, yo, like, homegrown. Like, you nah, didn't come you to the Bronx. That's, that's to, hard. It's harder to say. It's, no, man, I, I, feel like, I feel like I'm accent neutral. Like, it comes out at times, but... but literally, like, literally, literally. No, but that's how you're supposed to say it, right? Right. Exactly, that's English. Okay. I also, see that? See, and that's also what I think, it's, that's what it comes down to. That's how you believe it now, to be. That's so how that's it how is. You, that's how you do it. Literally. <laughs> <laughs> So so back to back to your I wanna the the Bronx basketball mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. That's where you were going? Yes, yeah, exactly where I yeah. was going. So, so you know, we're a little bit older than you are. Right. And Very a little bit. I'm eight years senior. Mm-hmm. You just turned thirty. I right? just turned thirty. So I'm I'm gonna be thirty nine in May, right? So I'm eight and change older than you. You're about six years older than DJ. Right? Yeah, I'm 36, but I'm looking more like a good 27. So yeah. 40, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, yo, the hate is real. It's not like hate. So, so you saw us on the block playing ball, right? Right. And you played. You, I don't remember playing with. I don't you think we ever much. played it that much together. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. yeah. by the time you got on the scene playing ball, I was already out fucking right. in college yeah. or whatever. Yeah, I do remember playing ball with you. Yeah, a lot in Loretta in the summer. Yeah. yeah, yeah so yeah. how was it? You growing up on this block, and like, what what was your perspective of basketball on the block? So okay, when I was young, still living in the Bronx or still living in uh, in Yonkers with my mom, like I felt like the young kid, right? So it was like you guys were just like. Not too good for me, but just like they're not trying to play basketball with someone who's right. fucking six years their their junior. Right. But then once that's I how hit, you felt? that's how I felt. Okay. That's, that's how I felt. Yeah. I feel like the only time I really felt included was like when we play like slugs, like handball in uh-huh. front of the building. But as far as basketball itself, like it was like nah. Can I mean, I feel like with basketball comes like a level of like maturity, right? It's like yo, we're not trying to play with someone who just doesn't know what the fuck they're doing okay. yet. Yeah, that's a good point. Slugs is like I'm literally just doing this. Right. So no, but like, it, but it's also six years. Like you see, you're twelve, eighteen right. is a big difference. Right, like exactly. It's it, a big difference. In college, that's like a senior playing with a sophomore in high school. It's like that's see? that's not gonna happen, right? right. So I get that now. But um, that was my perspective. But when I got older, man, I was like 15, 16. I felt that exception come in way more. Mm-hmm. Um, I would have come in and it would be me, you, and Steven or Sammy, Loretta, 9 a.m. Let's, yep. let's ride. Yep. And like, because I feel like I was, first of all, at 16, I was also six foot five. That's true. So regardless of how young I was, yeah, people yeah. were not going to fucking yeah, look at me as a kid anymore. Right. So that's what fucked me up, right? Because I think the last time I saw you before your growth spurt, you must have been maybe 10, 11 years old. Right, so still five foot, whatever, five foot five, five foot And you six. were still, I mean, tall for my age. Tall, yeah, yeah, for sure. But I remember vividly the, the next time I saw you we in were Miami. Miami. Yeah. At Raw Sushi, I'll never forget. And then fucking, you just pop out of the woodwork, yo, what's up, Tito? And I'm like, for a second, I'm like, yo, who are you? <laughs> Big ass dude. And then I, I, why is your voice so deep? Yeah, yo, that was the next thing. I was like, when did this dude grow a pair of balls? <laughs> and then I realized who you were, and I was like, holy shit, DJ, what the fuck? Yeah. 
And, and yeah, so what? You're six five. Uh, right now I'm six six. Oh fuck you! Like yeah. you're gonna grow more? I grew an inch uh, my uh, sophomore year of college. Fuck you! Fuck these fucking guys! Fuck your millennial ass! Whoa fuck whoa whoa! Them. I mean, fuck them in a good way though. No, yeah yeah. Because yeah. you're our guest. <laughs> well, you're not. We're, we're all guests here. <laughs> but yeah, no, the basketball thing was was great, man. Like I feel like I try to take a lot of things I learned. Go, go, go. Uh, from uh, from the Bronx and apply to India and fucking schooling them over there and was, so you was you was schooling them? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it wasn't fair. Like it wasn't fair. Like these kids. I mean, they grew up on all they played was cricket and soccer, and right. then you had a kid who was exposed to real basketball over here, going over there and just fucking try and spin moves on them, and they're like, Stop. "What do I?" Yeah, it just it wasn't fair. Is is basketball in India now more developed than when you started playing? Yeah, yeah, because I think the NBA. I mean, yeah, it just it's just smart. It's the second highest population in the world. You got to fucking assume that some next NBA star is going to come from there. Right. So they're putting way more grassroots effort now. Because, like, for me, example, all I knew was basketball from the age of like four or five. Right. For them, they're not picking up a basketball to the age of fourteen. That makes sense. They don't really know what's going on. It's too late. Is it? Is it? So, like, you. When was the last time you were back there? In India. Yeah. Uh, A year and a half ago. And like so, you've seen the growth as far as basketball. Yeah, and I got I got friends who uh, partnered with the NBA. Oh, nice. Yeah, 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 I got I got a couple of friends who were actually a part of like helping those grassroots effort like That's get uh, so get blossomed. So, what do you think? Is there is there an interest for the game? Because I know cricket is prevailing over there, right? Yeah, but I mean, with I mean social media, the internet. I mean, people know who like the third guy off the bench for the. Thunder are now in India, right? That right. wasn't happening back in the day. You had to fucking stay up till five in the morning to watch, you know, Shaq play. So things have definitely changed now with media, and it's just yeah, it's more prevalent in everywhere. That's awesome. So so back to the block. Yeah. So you would play with these guys. Did you ever get a chance to play in the corner when we had the roll away rim? No. Oh no. I was too young for Did that. Did you see those those? Yeah, I those saw those days. days. I, I would see it from my balcony and like I wish I was friends with them. I'm <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry, my balcony sounds too nice. My fire escape. Yes. <laughs> so, Is that so, what they call it in India? Do they even yeah. have fire escapes over there? No, we call it balconies. But but they're actually. Oh yeah, no. Fire escape is just a a, a New York term that I. Yeah. That's but, what I'm saying. Yeah, we don't have fire escapes. You you die if you're up there. Wait, wait, wait. Well, that's, <laughs> that's nice. If you're on the top floor, there's you're probably not gonna come down. No, but what I'm saying is as far as a visual, give me a visual. It's a balcony. Does it, does it's it, a balcony. We have balconies. Okay. We don't have things that you come climbing down other people's like. So it actually looks pretty. It looks yeah, nice. it's it's pretty. But but let's be honest, DJ was like a king out there too. So. Yeah, you was a No, it wasn't a king. Yeah. Fucking, the king of fucking uh the fucking what? Bro, it's like when you guys go back to DR, it's a different lifestyle. Oh, I don't want to hear that. Nah, you was on some fresh print shit. I don't want to hear nah. that shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but it's okay, it's okay. Here in Dribble and Dimes, we keep it all the way fucking real. All right? We're not gonna well, shoot your shit. This ain't dribble and dimes. This is it's absolutely sorry. fucking not, not dribble and, and dime. Okay, you know what? Right. I'm just merchandise on the way. <laughs> <laughs> so back to the block, right? So we used to roll out just to paint a picture for people mm-hmm. who listen, right? So imagine like a huffy, I think it might have been a huffy brand. You know, backyard basketball hoop that you buy at Toys R Us back when Toys Rest in Peace Toys R Us. Um, you take that, you take off the base, mm-hmm. you put the the pole part of it into a garbage can. Think of old school metal round garbage cans, mm-hmm. right? And then you fill that up with cement, and that was the hoop that we used to bring out into the oh. pole. Why? Because we fucked it up so much that the base could no longer withstand. Withstand the dunking, right? Right. Because, yeah, we lowered that shit. Yeah. And we <laughs> the fuck out of it, right? And so that's how we concocted, like, a, a hoop to continue playing. Mm-hmm. And so 
it was coming upon us to go across the street, go get the fucking uh, the hand truck, and roll that bitch across the street to then put it in the corner and play. Mm. Before that, we had ply. It wasn't even plywood. It was just some fucking driftwood that we found in the street somewhere. Nailed that shit up to the to the telephone pole. Yeah, right, that's the one I remember. So yeah. that one, it never came down. That shit is still there to this day. Really, the cops came. They tried to take the whole shit down. They got the Nothing. rim off, but they couldn't get the backboard off. <laughs> Nothing. So if you go there now, they, they cut off pieces of it, but the core of you it is you, there. If you see it, you know. Forever yeah. and ever, we gotta take a picture. But anyhow, so that's how we used to play ball. Those are the two main mm. hoops that we use. Mm-hmm. And I ask you because that's that's the most significant memory I have mm-hmm. of playing ball on the block. Granted, we used to go to Matthews Park. We used to go right. to Loretta Park, Bronx Park East. But that right there was just the easiest opportunity. Right. So you say you used to watch people play from, from the fire escape. Yeah. What what was it that, granted, you mentioned, like, I, I would have loved to be those people's friends. Right. right. You said that. But what was it, what was that view like? Because you're kind of a spectator. Yeah, it just seemed like a like pure joy, right? I mean, obviously, like everyone is competitive, so like there'll be a fucking like petty touch foul, and we're you guys see you guys fucking arguing about like the yeah. dumbest shit. I'm like, can we just fucking get back to this game? <laughs> can you entertain me? Business? Exactly. <laughs> I was like, got an hour before my mom picks me up. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that was so true, though. But no, nah, it just it just seemed like pure joy, man. Just a bunch of like five, six of y'all just having a good time, and it just seemed like something like fun to do, like. I guess egos were involved, but like we would, you guys would leave that shit on the court and then go back to the soup and just start talking shit and ragging on each other about the same game. Like it seemed like yes, a, like a hours. yeah, like a good time. Did you? Did, were you around when the the gunshots was ringing? No, I was not. Ball? That's when I went back to Yonkers. Don't you don't remember that? Maybe you weren't out that day. Thank God. So we were playing ball in the corner, and I I won't name names because I ain't that kind of guy. But there was there was a shootout on the block, and. Bullets started flying, and all you see is just throw ourselves on the floor. Really? When everything... And me, and I can't remember who else was there, but me trying to make sure to preserve the the hoop, right? Once the shot stopped, I look up. Everything seems cool. I grabbed the wheel, the hand truck. And I took like, it back. Yo, let's go put this shit back. <laughs> we don't need no holes in this shit. Priorities. Yo, sorry. <laughs> I, I actually remember the gunshots. I was upstairs. Um, I had I throw myself in the back. Under the under the bed. I, I went to the back of my, the apartment and I threw myself there. But I wanted to ask you a question regarding that. Um, did, did, did that, those moments, like, when you saw us playing, did that kind of, like, get you fired up to play ball? Did you, did you feel like because you were left out, you were like, damn, I got to do this? Yeah, I feel like I had to be better than you guys. Like, that's how I felt. Like okay. when, So when I finally got my moment, when I was, like, yeah, 15, 16, and, like, we would go to Matthews together, yeah. me, you, and Steven, yeah. Edwin, I think, too, yeah. I was like, bro, I'm about to fucking show yeah. out. I remember I've that. had remember. eight months of practice. Let's fucking, let's do this. I remember that shit. I was going in there, I was like... I did not. Ex- I'm thinking to myself. How did I expect him to be good? I thought he was trapped in my back of my head. I yeah, because you're thinking little kid, hey, little kid living guy. in India, like yo. So what? He's tall. Fuck out of here. He yeah, no. I, I, yeah. <laughs> trust were, me. You were the. Stuff there was. Of- there was no like take it easy. I was like, no, no. We're gonna play, <laughs> and we're gonna keep fucking playing. Like I don't care. The lights are out. Like yo, let's figure this shit out. We not stopping. Yo, I got six years to catch up until you bleed, motherfucker. <laughs> I want to say this though, real quick. Back to what uh, you were saying about playing in the corner, right? So it's funny because we would play and we would talk about the game, or, or not only the game. We would talk about the NBA, but we would talk about our game for the rest of the for the rest of the evening. 
So we'll be in the right. soup. That's oh, what yeah, I'm saying. Yeah, but you swept that shot. Yeah, you should have opened the shot. Yo, the rest yeah. of the night. That's what I'm saying. I was allowed to come down and hang out with you guys on the stoop. Right. But then it was like, I felt like I wasn't involved because like it wasn't in the game. So that's right. why like I enjoyed being a part like, once I finally became a part of that, it was like, all right, now I can be a part of the continued conversation right. on the stoop it's until so fucking funny. one in the morning. So. But, yes. I le- but I left the block, so it don't count now. It was probably better, I think. <laughs> it was probably better once he left. It was just me and you. Yes. <laughs> I always like this guy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, shit. No, but okay, so back to you and in, in, uh, so the transition. Right? Mm-hmm. So now you, you took that fire. You wanted to prove yourself. You were going back and forth. What decide like you decided to jump into basketball a little bit more? You took it more serious, basically. Yeah, so I, I mean, I tried to take it as serious as I could. Like um, the thing is, my mom saw like immediately, like yo, she would come to my games, and we're, my school was like blowing teams out like fucking by twenty points, and it's just like, or even if it's a close game, it's Wait, like what the, school? This is elementary school. No, this is me in India. Now. Oh, so India. me in India, like my team, like my British school, um, is like blowing teams out, or if it's not a blowout, the competition is just doing nothing for me, right? So she, like, really pressed the school, like, yo, let's get some international tournaments going. And we went to Kazakhstan to look for better competition. We went to Uzbekistan to find better competition. Uh, she has some friends who work from a, a local news station, so they will follow me around with their video cameras. Like, I had oh. proper fucking, like, CDs sent to you different had tape? schools. Tape, bro. Do you still have access to any of that stuff? I can try to get it, man. You Don't fucking try. Get it. Get it. Get it? I want to yeah. post it here. Yeah. All right. Like, I think we should... I'll try, man. At least I'll get some video of me like in my old basketball jersey. So wait, time out. Something's really fucking bothering me right now. So you just finished saying that your mom pressed the school to take y'all international. Yeah. So your mom's a boss. My mom's the best. No, your mom's the best, but she's also a boss. boss. You're the boss lady. Boss. So how does that how does that happen? Uh, She she literally rolled up and was like, Mrs. Sherma. That's, that was my PE teacher's name. She's okay. like, uh, it's time for you guys to start playing some more international basketball because the local things <laughs> aren't working. Not working. Yeah. And what, your mom had plugs in those countries? or she nah, was just like, she was just like, like so they, so she pretty much planted the seed and they ran with it and like, all right, oh. let's go find out what school makes sense, what schools are aligned with all like at academics and we'll go visit them. Um, and that's how they found out about like, uh, not Afghanistan, sorry, uh, Kazakhstan and uh, Uzbekistan. Let me tell you how it goes down in my kid's school. If I walked up into the PE, <laughs> hey, Mister, whatever the hell, I need y'all to up the competition. You know what they're gonna say? Take your kids, go somewhere. Get else. the fuck out of here! Yo, so. So you, did your mom have dirt on them? Nah, man. She just yeah, wanted I, me to... I mean, I really think... so. She, I think she knew what the cost of sending someone at, in 2007 was going to be for college. So mm-hmm. she really wanted me to get a scholarship. I mean, I wanted okay. one too. So she was like, if things keep up the way they are, that's probably not going to happen. Because I'm, I'm already at a disadvantage, right? Like, I would come back to New York for, like, basketball camps. But, yeah. like, fucking my league play over there, like, I don't have scouts coming to see me. I don't have any of that. So... She's like, all right, we need to give him a chance to fucking be seen. Be seen. No, that's so, yo, your mom yeah, is that's, so, that's a visionary, that's entrepreneurship, that's business, but that's a, yo, God bless her. Shout out to you. This is, I hope she got to hear this. She listens to it, trust me. She oh, lets right. me know when I fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> but everything else, you know. Everything I mean. else she loves, but she's like, really? You put that out there? I'm like, mom, I got to be, I got to give people content. Yeah. But, no, but if she's the type of person that she only points out your floor, that's what I'm trying to get at. Nah. Uh, nah, she's a normal Dominican mom. She would uh, never do that. That's not normal. That's not normal. That's not normal. <laughs> so, so, 
Have you been low-key Danny since you've been in New York? Yeah. You're always low-key Danny. Why? That's why I don't hear about you. I don't even know you were here when you leave. Yeah. What do you mean, like, for, like, this trip? Yeah, this or, trip. This yeah, low-key, man. Like, just me and my mom just doing the mother and son thing. Yeah, relax, man. I can I can wild out in Miami. I can, I'm here in New York. Nah, just relax. it's not Chug. even about okay. wild out. It's just all family. Right. It's family. So, fast forward. So, mm-hmm. did, did you get a scholarship at all? Yes, this is where I fucked up. So, and this yes. is where I think my millennial mindset really fucking kicked in at the age of like 16. So, I got two scholarships. Um, Adelphi University, which is a D2 school in Long Island. Long Island, yeah, it's a good school. Did not know that. Um, you should have called me. Exactly. There you go. Asking for help. Something I'm not good with. Uh, and then UNC Wilmington Seahawks. That's a good school too. D1. Yeah. So these are my two scholarships. I applied, but I applied to the elite, Duke. elite of blue cu- fucking chips. Duke, Maryland, Michigan, this Miami, UNC Chapel Hill. Again, only the schools that I know of because I wasn't here during my high school years. I didn't fucking like see other schools. Like, right. I didn't know about all this shit. So I was just like, well, these are the ones that all these fucking NBA players went to. So I, I got to go there. If it's right. not there, I have no chance. So I really, either I should have asked for help, seek advice from somewhere, but I was like, no, I'm just going to apply to these schools. Um, I didn't want to go to Delphi because I didn't want to be in New York. I was mm. just like, I had a mind to like, I don't want to come back to New York. Never heard of Wilmington, North Carolina. Sure. And then no bullshit. Like, so I really think I had like a, a fucking, I was afraid to tell my Indian friends that I was going to go to UNC, but not the UNC. Oh, oh my God. I'm, you know, I'm the dad. I did not want to say I was going to UNC, Wilmington. I wanted to say, <laughs> if it's going to be UNC, it's going to be UNC, UNC. So I was like, nah, fuck that school. So I turned down two fucking full rides. Wow. And I was like, yeah, I'm just going to Miami. They gave me decent, like, international student scholarship. And I was like, I'm going to fucking try to walk on. That did not work from day one. I was like... So it was, no. straight, it was a straight academic <clears throat> partial scholarship. That it was got. straight. I went to Miami just for academics. There was no, hey, we'll... we'll Try you out for the nothing, bro. What did you get? Full free ride offers from those UNC Wilmington? UNC Wilmington, yes. The Delphi, it was like eighty percent. They're gonna take care of. I think Wilmington D- was gonna give you a free ride, yeah. and they were D one. They're D one. Yeah. You're a fucking mess. But, did they, did they, did, but wait, wait, did they know of you as a ball player? They got the DVD. They, I sent them every so, school. I, so I applied. To, I applied to both schools. Yeah. So I applied to all these schools and I sent them my Shit. DVD. So you gotta call them and say I'm sorry. <laughs> Take I, me back as a third. Yo, t- tell them you're sure. As a six year senior. <laughs> no, just tell them something, man. Something. I just got my MBA, but I think I am still eligible for four years. If Yo, you, yeah. you need a water boy around this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bro. Like I, re- it was just, again. It's all me. It was naivety. I was like, bro. I felt like I was entitled. Like you're gonna, you're That's lucky it. to get a six foot six dude who's played international ball. And I was like, yo, I've gone to camps. I've won a bunch of trophies playing against kids my age. Like, why wouldn't you want me? So, do you feel like this is the millennial in you speaking? Like the, the privilege, the hundred percent, hundred percent. I was like, yo, it's, I went to New York. I proved myself there. I went to camps in New Jersey. I was playing against other elite high school players. Like I held my own. Like who? I mean, I guess they weren't that elite because I don't fucking remember their names. They didn't fucking pan out to anything. But these were like, mate, I went to, what was it? The ABC camps. ABC camps. I did five-star invitational in Jersey. Um, I went to the Knicks have a camp when they had the Chelsea Piers going. It was uh, um, Chelsea Piers had their own camps. So these were fucking like, like pretty, I mean, not expensive, but like camps that had like elite fucking 15 to 18-year-olds coming to play. And I held my own. And I was like, yeah, so I'm going to be straight. I'm going to send them a DVD. It's going to be good to go. But... Yeah, it didn't, it didn't pan out that way. What did your mother say when you declined the free ride to Wilmington? Bro, again, so I think it's not her fault. I don't think she knew how no, the thing I'm not, works. I'm not blaming her at all. I just it wonder, was my fault. It's definitely I just wonder, <laughs> I wonder what she's like. 
you, she must have seen the offer come in. Right. And then what was yeah, that conversation? Yeah, yeah. I was like, Mom, like I, I, I've never heard of this school. I don't want to be in Long Island. I don't want to be in North Carolina. I'm like, I mean, out of all the schools, like Miami just sounded the most appealing. And I'm like, and I promise her that I'm going to try to, I'm going to try out. Okay. So I'm good. Like in my mind, like when I was, when I left India to come to the States, you were on that team. There was no doubt. I was like, bro, I am showing up, knocking on fucking Coach Hape's door and like, you're fucking signing me up. And then, nah. What was that experience? Like, did you feel like there was a falling out because of your own talent or lack thereof? Falling out with my mom? No, no, as far as you not making the team in Miami. Um, so, I mean, it was a couple of things. I mean, I went to his office. I met, like, his assistant. And he was like, listen, I'll be honest with you. There's no, you have no chance of walking on this team. And this is just me showing up in fucking normal street clothes. Right. It wasn't even seeing me play. And then I was like, that kind of, like, rubbed me the wrong way. I'm like, yo, let me, let me at least try. And then when he said, at best, you'll make the practice squad, like, in my mind, like, I should embrace that challenge. Like, nah, I'm going to fucking prove you wrong. Once they told me that was the best, I was like, then fuck it. I'm not even going to waste my time. Uh, so I never even fucking had a, a, a proper trial of it. A, wait, wait, man. I, I want to go back real fast. Cause I, so your mom and you had that conversation. Yep. She, she, you told her, All right, I'm going to go to Miami, and you're, in your mind, you're on that team. And she was just like, No te preocupes. No te preocupes. Okay, so right. Straight up Dominican mom. Straight up Dominican mom. Okay. Yo, that that breaks my heart. It breaks me. my fucking heart. I gotta be honest breaks with you. Breaks my heart. Man. I had I, no I'm idea. So I'm so like I'm. I didn't expect you to say all this. I didn't know it was that yeah. deep. I didn't think you took basketball at all seriously. No, to be I took it, dude. That was all I did, like from sophomore year onwards, man. Once I like, I knew I was gonna be like, I'm being a six foot six seven range, six foot six seven range. Like I'm like, all right, let me fucking craft my skills. I mean, but obviously, looking back, I wish I would take obviously one of the fucking scholarships right. and like balled out there or attempted. Yeah. And then even if that didn't pan out, at least I, I don't have eighty grand of debt looking at me in the face every single day. How's that feel? By the way, it sucks, bro. Yeah, it sucks. It's humbling. Um, next time you really to make a, a decision, call me. I will call you. Don't do that dumbass millennial bullshit. <laughs> no, no, I was just thinking, man. It, it, this this speaks to your podcast. Even even more important that you have a podcast. Facts. Especially about millennials, because I feel like this motherfucking entitlement, privilege shit is is hundred percent. It, it, it spoils great opportunities, man. Yo, and I and I think I mentioned like one of the episodes where like you just really need to take a step back and be aware of the situation. And like yeah. with that, I was there was so much lack of awareness. It's it's crazy when I talk about it out loud, because I was like at no point, bro, at no point did I ever like just write this shit down and say, all right, this isn't adding up. Like I was like, no, Miami, it is. Right. Walk in. D1, ACC, <laughs> yo, they're going to see me on TV every fucking weekend? Like, yo, it's going to be great. Logic out the window. Log- yo, How did you- lack of logic. But, okay, that aside, when you, as far as your own assessment and your own mm-hmm. game, how did you feel about that going in? Yo, I generally felt confident? like, so this is my thing. When I started playing in these camps, I was like, all right, I can hold my own, but I'm not standing out the way I was standing out in India. Okay. So maybe, like, the, the fear of, like, not being able to be that star was also with me, like, you know what, then just, just fuck this. Like, I'm 18, mm-hmm. living in Miami on my own. I'm sure I'll find some other avenue for myself. And I did it. I mean, it all right. worked out. No, for sure, for sure. But, uh, yeah, I think, like, going to those camps and just seeing that I was just, like, keeping up as opposed to being the fucking guy. Yeah. Uh, that kind of threw me for, uh, for a loop as well. Okay. Well, I mean, okay, now, now, fast forward that. Assuming you take UNC Wilmington. Mm-hmm. With all that said, as far as you just... Keeping up, right? Where would you have seen yourself? What, like, what, what was it? I don't, I don't like to use the word realistic. But yeah, let's just throw that out there. Yeah, just, just for the sense of what would you have seen yourself as being projected a player if you could? Uh, you probably small forward, power forward, coming off the bench. 
Okay. And at the end of the day, if I look back at that and you know I tell my kids I was a fucking D one player that got fucking twenty minutes a game and averaged eight to seven rebounds a game, eight point seven rebounds a game, I thought I'd be a fucking good no, that's career. phenomenal. No, I, I appreciate you. Yeah, man. it's eight more points than I have now. So. <laughs> no, no, no. no, but seriously, like I, first of all, I want to say thank you for that because it's, it's so, a lot of times we think star or nothing. And right, I mean, right. It's, I mean, that's what I was thinking. Right, and especially on this podcast, like we 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 try to we try to let. Everyone, especially our youth, know that like, yo, success is a lot of different things. It doesn't mean just NBA or nothing. It's not NBA or bust here. You know? Right. No, I, I think about that too. Success like, in different ways, and I think that's why you had to define it differently to you. Yeah. Like, what is that goal, and then figure that out. Yeah. Right. If I'm your parent, I'm fucking you up. No, but I'm surprised your mom didn't sit you down. No, I'm not. I'm not surprised, and it's, but it's not her fault. Like, I'm not blaming she, her. I'm not blaming no, her. But I, I because of. At that moment in time, like you as a parent, you want your kid to have the opportunity to do whatever the fuck they want to do. Right. All right. Right? And, so, and I think she's also just so happy I was going to be the first one to go to college. Right. See, so, so of that generation. And like, you know, I just want to be happy. Again, I, was the only, I had only child syndrome with her because I was her only kid because she, right. so she just wanted me to be happy. Yeah. I get it. But yeah, I don't, we, neither of us sat down and was like, hey, let's just fucking think about this logically. Like, I, we can save 70 grand if you go this route. No, but I think that, you know what, I, you know, at the end of the day, I, I'm not, this is not about regrets or anything. Yeah. It's more just a perspective, and I think it's it's dope that you can impart your wisdom, your experience now with other youth coming yeah. up before you. Especially on our podcast, it's so fucking prevalent. We talk to high school kids, we talk, so we don't want people to make the same mistakes, you know, especially yeah. not because they're privileged or entitled. It's like, no, dude, you're going to save $80,000. Just because you're a second string fucking, who cares? Yeah. Not, not only that, though, the experience. And that's Like the collegiate, the ath- the athletic experience that a, a college athlete yeah, goes different. through. You're a superstar, At bro. a D1 school? Yeah. Like, it's a it's a really good look. Right. Yes, man. Right. Okay, so and that's what I had in my mind, right? So I was only, but I was only thinking blue chip. These yeah. six yeah, D1 yeah, yeah. schools. I wasn't thinking, oh, there's like a hundred D1 schools? Like, I didn't. Yeah, right, I didn't right, know that. Right, right. So like okay, that was but the, the, the lack of knowledge is another thing. Yeah, like, it's just it's it was hard to come by. It's still hard to come by. A lot of people don't really know. Right, like, you you just the, the collegiate requirements. A lot. That's why you see a lot of kids redshirt their first year because they don't have everything in order when they're getting to go to college to actually start when they get there. Right. So a lot of them have to redshirt because it's not known. How right. to get all this shit? Like they gotta go figure this shit. And out. those are kids who live here, bro. Imagine me exactly. living over there and only coming here for two months out of the year, and I have to get all this information. Right. And take it back. Yeah, I didn't take that into account. Actually, I'm over here still thinking because just from a mental uh, aspect, I'm thinking like, yo, you're just you're a Bronx dude. You're one of us. Right. So you're thinking the way I probably would have thought, or probably my brother would have thought, like very minuscule. We're not thinking, oh, uh, D1 is like this big. We're thinking D1 is right. How, I'm how thinking, do you think? Yeah, dude, I'm thinking there's you, there's you, seven UNC, schools. That's Kentucky. it. You know what I mean? It's you know, so it's easy for me to bash you now, but it's in retrospect, it's like, yo, yeah, dude, yeah, yeah. Like, over there, what, I had, I had no idea. Well, we, you know, like really, it, it's not like now, like you know, you fucking open your cell phone and you're you have I access see all the to the entire world. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? We didn't have that then. You right. know, I, I mean, we had it, but not like this. Not like not at it's not at your fingertips. We had to go to the library for shit like this. Right. Know? You had to put more work in, and yeah. I wasn't ready to do that. Yeah, shit. And, I, and you hadn't the guidance. I feel like right. your mom didn't know about this. Yeah, I wanted to know about whoever. Yeah, whoever. So it's relative. It's relative. Hey everybody, this is Emilio the Poet, debuting my spoken word poetry book, I'm a Poet and You Know It, Volume 1. As one reader called it, it's the best I've read since Maya Angelou. So come, see what all the fuss is on I'm a Poet and You Know It, Volume 1, available on Amazon.com and via Instagram at 
Emilio underscore the poet and on Facebook at Emilio the poet. Thank you much. I'm still really pissed that you didn't go to Wilmington. So, no, you know, I, I really and now that I actually been really, to Wilmington as a, like as an right, adult, I'm like that shit would have been great. Oh, oh yeah. No. Did you go to the campus? No, I went to um. I, I had a when I worked in Charlotte. Um, right, I right. had a company trip to Wilmington. I'm like, yo, this is. I, oh no, I actually went to the campus to recruit. I, no, yo, I, it's a gorgeous campus by the beach. I'm like, yo, recruit for for my company. Yeah, that, yeah. yo. And I'm Why like, did you do that? Did you smack uh, yourself? No, 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 no. Yeah. I didn't smack myself. No, 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 no. But when you went on campus, did it dawn on you about everything we just Yeah, spoke? yeah. I'm like, bro, I could have been here. I could have been alumni. How long ago was this? This is crazy. Uh, How- three, three years ago. Yo, dude, you know, is this, this is why I love life, bro. It's no coincidences, man. Bro. That, yo. I was in a classroom. Shit, it just goes right back full circle for that ass. Interviewing people for a job. And I'm that like, shit is- bro, I don't want to be doing that. I want to be fucking alumni. My jersey should be hanging here. <laughs> Probably could have. No. You should hold the best, the, the best Seahawk for all time. Alright, I'm not, I'm not gonna keep fucking beating you down. No, no, no. But let me ask you a question. Like, does anybody that were recruiting you at that time, is, were they still affiliated with the school? Well, no. I mean, I only went. I was just there talking to business seniors. Yeah, no, I know so. what you were there for. I'm just saying. Do no, you he know? just got a letter. You didn't even see nobody. No, I didn't see anybody. Yeah, oh, I just got. Okay. It was like there was no. I mean, again, living in India, I wasn't about to take like a. No, that makes sense. That campus makes- visit, so it was all based off like communication, emails, and letters and stuff That's like that. A, well, but shout out to I don't remember his fucking name, but it was a previous coach from Maryland. He sent me a very nice handwritten letter just letting me know that hey like although we're not taking on recruits right now whatever the case may be really appreciate you applying enjoyed your video i was that was that was was nice yo i really 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 yeah that was nice i really want us to get our hands on that yeah i'm pretty sure my mom has it i really like to see that man i'll talk to her i'm very interested in that man i'm I'm actually just gonna thank her now because she's gonna give it to us yes so thank you thank you mom and i'm gonna say this man and um we we can talk off air of this but so we want, we kind of want to, fo- I personally, we like to follow up with our guests. Mm-hmm. And not just because, you know, this, I know we know each other, we're friends, but I'm just saying in general. Because I, there's a human aspect to this podcast, you know. It's not just you're a guest and you had a nice experience, but we want to actually have people see what it is about. Like, who who are you, the person, but the yeah. basketball player, because it's, you know, dribbling dimes. But So that kind of stuff helps the vision. For sure. You know what I mean? And also, I'll say this, and, and, and this might be t- taboo. So when I was a kid, my perspective on you was a little bit different. I'm thinking, I'm trying to, I tried to be very empathetic, even as, a, even on silence. I'm thinking, damn, you're, you're, you're six, six, right? Or six, five. I didn't know you're, I just knew you were he tall. Was, he was six, five. I didn't know how tall you were. I, I grew just, that inch. I'm six, two. <laughs> I'm six, two, but you look like towering over right. me. You know what I mean? So I'm thinking, and mind you, we're kids. So you, you look like you're six, eight to me. You know what I mean? You might as well. My point was, I'm thinking to myself, damn, in my head, it must be a lot of pressure being this tall because... If you're not as good as we all assume a right. person of your stature is, then then it's like you're a fuck up, bro. Do you I'm know talking about from Bronx term in Bronx. Bro, term. it's not just Bronx. Bro, it's everything, bro. I be walk. I could be walking on my uh, on campus at Miami, and it'd be like, yo, so like, uh, you're part of the basketball team. I haven't uh, seen you. Yeah, I'm like nah, bro. I'm going to fucking uh, my English class right now, but like. <laughs> Yeah, no, for sure. I, I get that all the time, bro. I get like I it, not not so much like where people get it now, but it's like they would always ask me, "Oh, you must be playing basketball all the time." It's like because I'm tall. Like I know it's like a meme where like someone like hands someone a card. It's like I'm, I don't play basketball just because I'm tall. Leave me alone. Like I kind I kind of subscribe to that though. Like, and I don't mean like you're tall as shit. You should be playing college or pro. Right. That's not what I mean. 
but as a hobby at least oh no no i do i I play ball four times a week like right until today so well let me let me me share my experience of how i flip that shit myself okay i go on vacation to dr with with huso Right, so we're in this uh, we're in this sandwich by Chimmy, a Chimmy spot. Mm-hmm. I walk in, and you know I'm just you know at this point I'm just 19. I'm fucking drunk. I'm talking shit. You know you know loosey goosey. I don't give a fuck. I walk in the spot. We order Chimmy's. We're talking shit. <laughs> Next thing you know, the guy in the back was making the sandwich. Like, Yo, hey, I saw you on TV. Don't you play in this team? And I'm thinking, yeah, yeah, I do. It's me. Free fucking sandwich dance! Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> I don't give a Did fuck. he even tell you his, your I don't name? Know. I don't know who the fuck I was. That I don't know who the fuck I was supposed to be. I said, I'm 19. Who dreams? We barely got money. It's a fucking sandwich. We got. Yes! Fuck. Yo, what's up? Why? Ah, <laughs> yo, he was. Oh, yo, remember you? Yo, you good? I'm like, damn, I am good. I am good. I'm, like, I'm great. I'm a fucking man. <laughs> Yo, I don't forget that shit, man. Yo, hey, so fuck it. I flipped. I flipped it. You want? You want to call me a snot? You want to call me tall? Yes. Fuck it. Yes, I am. I'm gonna be that until you figure. You <laughs> figure it the fuck out. That's on you. <laughs> so we talked. We talked about your the implications of some of your millennial esque decisions. Right. You labeled them shits that, and I didn't. I agree with them. Um. So, you know, we talked a little bit about whether or not you regret any of those mm-hmm. things, right? And so. As you look at, you know, from a basketball perspective, collegiate perspective, mm-hmm. and now when you got all this debt, do you regret any of those things? Uh, I mean, so regret in the sense that I know I could be financially in a better spot if I would have taken maybe just even if I would have fucking played for two years and they cut me because it didn't work out. That's still two years less yeah. of debt to worry about. And then at the time, um, I mean, Miami's a private school, so I didn't get as many um, scholarship opportunities as far as like provided to me because like it's a, it's like 45 grand a year yeah school. it pretends to be the I, one of the ivy the ivy of the, of the, exactly exactly so again so I, I mean again i put myself in a, in a in a bad spot from that perspective but i mean again it, it all worked out i think i'm exactly where i need to be uh met the right people along the yeah. way so it, it's fine but right. yeah again i would have probably preferred to yeah not have 80 grand of debt facing me and then i did my mba so that's an extra 45 grand of debt Oh, I thought it was 80 all in. No, bro, it's Bumba, bro. Yeah, my grandkids are paying this shit. Fuck. <laughs> I wish I wish you didn't mention that, man. Yo, these podcasts need to blow the fuck up. Blow the fuck up, bro. Yeah, this yeah. shit better do numbers. Yeah, let me tell you something. Top five or nothing, motherfucker. Subscribe. <laughs> donate, motherfucker. Donate. Donate. All right. <laughs> Help. Yeah, but again, I think it, I think it all. I mean, again, I think in in the end, it all work out for itself. Like, if it's a story, I can tell my kids that hey, like right. I was in a similar spot to you. Like, I, I'm not lucky enough to have a son or daughter who's in a good spot mm-hmm. athletically. I can be hey, let's just fucking see what offers are out there, as opposed to saying no, no, it has to be these top tier schools. Right. And I think all parents, even or kids, have that mentality. If it's not even sports, it could be like, well, I'm an engineer or I, I want to be a doctor. I can only get into these five right. or six schools. Right. Like, no, there's a ton of schools that can give you opportunity. At the end of the day, I want if I want a doctor, I want a doctor who's qualified, not because a doctor went to Harvard Med School. Right, that yeah. makes sense. And I don't think yeah. anybody's looking like, oh, you went to Harvard? Did you go to Harvard, sir? Right. Oh, well, I can't do it. I'm sorry. Right, and, no, and the same thing applies if, again, if you're an NBA star. Once you're an NBA star, they're not saying, oh, but you're an NBA star who went to Marquette. Right, they right. right. They look at Jimmy Butler, Jimmy Butler, Jimmy Butler, not Jimmy yeah. Butler, oh, he went to Marquette, right. and he maybe he's not yeah. as good. Like, That's a great Well, let's not, let's not poo-poo on Marquette, because Marquette... No, but I get what he's saying. Right, but it's not a... It's not a... It's not a blue chip. That makes sense. You know what's funny? 
up until you mentioned that, I never thought of that that way. Because they prove themselves on that playing field. And it also speaks to the, the, about the term about success, like what you value as success. Like, for example, like you at that time probably been successful would have been Kentucky. Duke, right. Right? Mm-hmm. But there's no one way to success. So you go into the back door of Marquette, let's say, or UNC Wilmington, right? And you fucking end up wherever the fuck. Which, by the way, I think they went to the big dance not that long ago. No, I don't. UNC know. Wilmington. I think so. Do you follow college basketball? Uh, just Miami. Oh, and and, and St. John's a little bit. I recommend it, man. These days, the, we don't check facts here, so I could be completely blown smoke. I feel like you're wrong with that one. That's fine. We're you just get, gonna rock yeah. with that. Yeah. No, it's okay. But it felt good. <laughs> that's me. My, that's my millennialism. Yeah, it just think. felt good though. Just make a facts. Just make a facts. Figure it out later. No, no, no. Fuck it. We just, you know, you know, we just shovel more shit on your fucking name. What are your spirits? We'll figure it out later. <laughs> right? You figure it out in the next episode. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, so are you hooping now? Yeah, man. So I hoop four times a week. Oh, uh, so yeah. I, that's a lot. Yeah, so man. How's so I mean, your I, game now? Uh, pretty good. I mean, again, I I know for a fact that like I stand by this. These are facts that I live by. When I walk onto any court, I'm the best passer on the court. Period. Yo, really? Period. I yo, I don't care who's on the court. That's because I'm not on the court. That's because I'm not playing. I'm the best passer on the court. I don't think. Why so. do you say you're the best passer? Because I end up with like 11 assists in a fucking six. Nobody's point keeping game. the stats. What's your game? I'm keeping stats. What's your game? Nah, that shit don't count. No, wait. What's your game like? Uh, so if I had to compare someone, and not just because he's Dominican, it's probably Al Horford. Like if I had to be fuck, if you need I'm me right? to drop twenty, I'll drop twenty. But if you need me just to get rebounds and set everybody else up, I'll do that as well. That's dope. I yeah. would love to. Yo, I'll like, box the shit out of no, you. No, 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 no. Fuck. I'm, I'm, I'm not gonna right go now. there. I'm not gonna go there. <laughs> six fucking six. I don't care. I'm gonna say it. Yeah. Okay. All right. Whatever. Hey. Nobody's gonna prove no, me. No, no. You know why? Right or wrong. You, you Who's gonna why? verify this? Yeah, no, <laughs> no, but you know why I say that? Because he's not a kid anymore. Even though he's a kid to us. I mean, we played. We played in Miami. We played it for like two years. I don't together. remember shit about it, so I can't he tell you how well exactly. I fared. He fucking elbowed you and you fucking lost couch. It's very likely. No, but I want to play it the next time I go to Miami. Isn't you? You're in Miami, right? I'm in Fort Lauderdale. Fort Lauderdale. But like, I've been oh, in that's Miami even better. most of the time. Where do you bowl? Like an uh, yeah. So LA I'm in LA Fitness. I bowl there on my own. So when I work out, my cardio is shooting around by myself twice a week, and then I play in the evenings after work with some buddies from work and then we're in a like uh, corporate league uh, every Thursday Damn, yo that's, that's dope, dope man let me tell you this real quick um, some years ago I want to say five years ago five or six years ago so I was super overweight right okay and I found basketball to be my cardio uh, because I'm like I want to do I want first of all I want to lose weight but I want to do it a fun way fun. yeah and I want to do something like low is terrible and I was like yeah, fuck this fuck running that. around fuck shit I, you know, it just didn't motivate me for the next right. day and I'll do it one or two days but but three running weeks, full course for fucking later, three I'm hours fuck straight. Shit. You know, I'm still fat. But anyway, so I would go, yeah, I'm a fat fuck. Skinny fat. I'm a fat fuck. Yeah, that's me. I got Skinny a fucking fat. extra neck. So I'm like, I'm good. So all I would do is I took um, uh, specific drills in basketball. Like For example, like dribbling. Mm-hmm. I would take like, I used to watch Chris Paul, like dribbling drills. And I would fucking dribble hard. And that shit would work my forearms. And I'd, yeah. I'd be fucking dripping, dying sweat, you know. But I'd, I'd work the skill. Mm-hmm. And I'm losing my, and I'm yeah. getting fit. Yeah, and I would do the same thing with shooting, and I'll work my shoulders, and I would do shooting drills, and I would do some sprints and stuff. So I was like, "Yo, this shit is fun." So at one point, it just became a game for me within the game. Yeah, and then it would it, now I'd want to play because now I'm fit to play also. Right, so and you're also like ball handling skills getting better. Now, I mean, now my skills yeah. are improved. Right, so now I will always I would always play ball like seldom around here. You know, I pick up game here and there, but now I'm I'll, I'll, excuse me I'm already training myself for the game. Right, Whereas before I'm like I'm out of shape, and I was rusty because I was yeah. working out. Doing treadmills of like I'm fucking uninspired treadmill fucking, fucking hate that. thirty minutes you know every other week every other week excuse me so I just wanted to throw that in there. yeah so let's flip this conversation all right um, so you had some questions for us that we were talking about beforehand 
Yeah, man. So I want to talk about like so again. I know we were doing the millennial bashing because um, it, it was it, it was too. apropos. <laughs> yeah. So apparently we're all millennials in this room, but I don't. I don't, I, don't I don't see it. You don't see it. <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of on the cusp. So is he. Um, so I wanted to ask you guys like when you got be it Manny your corporate world or just forget the one you were just like hanging out around here or playing ball at Loretta like when you see kids of my age so when you were 24 and you saw those kids 16, 18 coming through playing be it basketball or just your normal day of life at work in corporate America like what was your perspective of that uh, of that age group so I'll, I'll take it to the professional world first um, I have a I have a f- profound respect for the millennial in the workforce you guys get a bad rap for a lot of shit you know sensitivity thing whatever but those that i've worked with i've felt have been very diligent about the things that they do hmm. so a lot of people talk about millennials like they're lazy right. entitlement sure maybe some of that is true but in in the advertising world that i've experienced working with these folks they are about their shit very seldomly did I have to, and again, I managed a lot of these folks right. as well. So, like, you know, you get your little bullshit here and there, but I don't, I don't characterize that as a millennial trait necessarily. I think that's just a, a human thing. Right. You get a lot of bullshit from no matter what age, age, yeah. age group you're, de- you're dealing with, and they're just different, right? Actually, I, I used to manage a gentleman that was way older than me, and he had some of the, you know, the stereotypical characteristics of a, a millennial, millennial, right? Yeah. And so, I, I, ha- I have that respect because they made my life easier work-wise. Like, those motherfuckers, they would go, like, you set the ch- you chart the course, and they're after. That's it. They're not even pretty much... We, I mean, we don't even ask for help along the way, which probably is a poor trait, too, because I get feedback, but they would just I, run with it. I prefer that. Right? Okay. I'm, I'm, and in my industry, it's, it's not... It's, it's encouraged. Okay. Like, yo, go swim until you feel like you're sinking, and then you call me. Mm. Not like, give let me... Not try to work out every potential scenario that can go wrong and right. have me give you all the answers ahead of time. No, nah, fuck that. Go get your shit. When you get stuck, call me and let, have it be a relevant conversation. Not right. some, oh, but what if, da, 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 and then you kind of just get stuck, par- paralyzed, analyzing the situation. Right. Right. So from a professional standpoint, I'm all about it. Basketball-wise, I'm sick of the fucking three-pointer. Mm. The step-back three destroys me yeah it's beautiful don't get me wrong and i understand that the game that's where it's at i'm a charles oakley fanatic i've said it many times on the dribbling dimes podcast i appreciate the back to the basket kind of game right driving in the hole like the paint game like and point guard giving a nice entry pass to the post yeah and like just defense right like i love the two-way player i think they're the perfect balance right i think a lot of people get this two-way credit these days that i don't think deserve it but true two-way players, I appreciate totally because mm-hmm. they, they fuse both of those worlds to me. Right. And that, to me, is the essence of the game. The beauty behind the three-pointer or whatever is great. Mm. Love it. But there's, there's still more that can be desired from, from the game outside of just the finesse that you see on TV. Gotcha. And you feel like that age group of like 18 to 24-year-olds is what propelled that in the league right now? I, yeah, I mean that's yeah, that's where you see it. Like that's when the tide changed, right? Right, and so it's like again, it's not. I can't call it a negative. It's a, just a different brand of basketball, right? So that's kind of where I'm. I'm at. All now. right, so corporate America worked out for you.
Okay, so yeah, so as, as far as my experience with uh, people of your generation or age group, technically yours as well, but yeah, yeah. damn it. Well, you divided us. You, you, you I didn't divide us, bro. I've been divided. That's why I have a fucking podcast now. Hashtag at, <laughs> fucking absolutely fucking not. <laughs> no, you know what it is? I consider myself a millennial, but he said like, no, you're on the cusp, but that we proved not. But you still don't. You're see still it. on the cusp, bro. So anyway, anyway, all right. All right. We don't want. We don't claim you, bro. Sorry, okay. <laughs> right, I claim you. This is what I say about it, though. As far as basketball, I'm not in the corporate world, but as far as basketball, I think my assessment has been it's piggybacking off what my brother just said from the Charles Oakley aspect. The physical tools, the physical, the physicality of the game, in my opinion, is something that y'all lack. So that's why the three point game is so prevalent. You know, I feel like yeah. motherfuckers. They it's it's an it's less contact. Yeah. You don't have to go and get yours in the paint because now a setback through. Right. No, you don't want that beef. You don't want that smoke, as they say. You know what I mean? Are you scared of contact? DJ? I'm not no, 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 hold on. Hold on. Okay. I'm not saying it to say it's a negative. Right. I'm just saying that's what I noticed no, I, from it sounds, the brand. It's a style change. It sounds like you just called them pussy. No, that's, no, 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 no. Because Steph Curry's mastered that art. You know, uh-huh. I'm not knocking that. You know, Reggie Miller before. Who's doing that? I'm not knocking. Can that. we not talk about Reggie Miller on yes, this podcast? Yes, no, we're talking. Reggie Fuck Miller. him. He's a fucking classic. But yeah, I get hey. I get caught in between that though, because again, as a as a millennial big man, I guess like I'm fucking I'm dying for fucking contact in the post. I want a fucking someone at LA Fitness to throw me a perfect post pass. That shit never it happens. Exist. I'll elbow the fuck out of you, bro. Do you know the, the frustration talk. of playing at LA Fitness and they're just fucking shooting threes? See, this you is, wait an hour to play basketball. It's like we just lost because that bullshit. But, like, but you're at LA Fitness. But it could be a normal the corporate no, game as well. No, but I think well. that's the age. It's, that's the day and time. Because even uh, if you go true. pick up ball that's true. in the it's, park it's right the same now, thing. Yeah, it's yeah, a, yeah. You, I'll be like this, and I might as well not put my hand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It you might as well exist. not be in the post. And that's another thing. You, you, you mentioned earlier about your game as far as you're a passer. Right. Great passing on average doesn't exist either in in, in, in because everyone opts for the three point shot. Right. You want to look good. You want to look good. And right now, looking good means making threes. But what about Steph Curry's? What Maybe. about Ben Simmons though? Ben Simmons is is kind of bringing back the passing. No, no, no. I'm not saying right, but you also exist. have to be a, a freak six foot eleven point guard, and they'll make the exception for you. No, but here's what I'm saying. Yeah, what I'm saying. What, <laughs> what's in style? Okay, not 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 that that it doesn't exist. What's in style? Currently, the, what's the trend? The trend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is Generally, the three point game? Right, That's right, what right. I mean. Right. It's not Ben Simmons, LeBron, oh, oh, Lonzo. You know, right. but it's just not the it's not the thing. Motherfuckers right. ain't. Yo, pass me to death. You know, it's three-point shots because we see it all. Right. I used to teach fifth graders, right? One through five, everybody wanted to be on the three-point line. Yeah. I said, who's the fucking big man? Right. Of course, right. I didn't curse, though. Well, the funny thing is that I remember going to camps and they would be like, the first thing you do when you get to a court to warm up is you just get to the, like, go around the world, but like bank shots and right. like get close. And now it's like, that does not happen Out anymore. The like your coach, but my coach would yell at me. He's like, when I, when I get there and I start chucking up threes, it's like, you're not going to do that in a game. Stop doing it. It's like, well, that's all that happens now. <laughs> but in fairness to you and as far as big men, Dirk Nowitzki kind of made that also like, he, he kind of grandfathered right. us into it. It's not outside of the realm of possibility. It's just if you have all five of you shooting and there's no one inside right. as a presence, then I think it doesn't work. Because there's no rebounders? Are you kidding? That's the only aspect that I have a disagreement about. But if you have a one of those... Everybody... It can't be five guys on the perimeter. Right. You know, I'm sorry. Like, someone... You're the small forward, but you got a big ass. Take your big ass down there and get us a fucking boy. <laughs> the so, fuck? What you know, happened? Charles Barkley. You know what I mean? Come on. 
Come on, don't get perverted. <laughs> Come on, guy. Charles Barkley had a fucking huge one. All right. You know what I mean? No, no. Don't guys, bring him into this. This is, this is fucking. This is where the Bronx destroys everything. <laughs> you guys are fucking perverted minded. This is dribbling dimes with clean cut. No, it's not dribbling dimes. It's, dri- it's dribbling dimes. <laughs> and absolutely fucking not. All right, but you're going to say that. I'm going to say my part. <laughs> Come on. You want me to rep us both? I don't have enough fucking tongue. All right, so to, to Manny's point, though, he brought up corporate as well. What is your thing when it comes to just millennials in general? Like, you know, on the train or just like walking around your day to day life? Like, how do you think of millennials in your point of view? So, like I said, I still identify myself as a millennial, so that's a tough question. So, as your counterparts, what do you think about them as well? So, that's a so okay. So, now and and this is not to even just say that about them because again, I identify, I think a sense of it, a sense of being in our comfort zones is what I see. And I say that to say in the same degree of basketball, comfort meaning like you don't want the fucking, you don't want the push, you don't want the physicality. Right. I think in the same token, we want to be in our comfort zone. And I identify that in myself because you I want it. You mean 24-7. Like, yeah. You like, don't want to be outside of it. Exactly. Uh-huh. And I think that I see that right. with my counterparts, like you were saying. I see like we're just too safe. Right. You know what I mean? I know a lot of people that work in a lot, like, and I've been in education for a long time. And I see a lot of my, my ex coworkers and old former colleagues that are friends of mine that are still safe. Right. They're like, fuck taking a chance here. Like, fuck believing in better that I can do better. Like, this is it. Like, you have something good, but you aren't thinking about great. That's how I see the norm, the cloud of that millennial thing. I think it's just kind of, it's kind of, I'm looking for the word, suppressed. Um, ambition hmm. I think that's the best way I can put it in my humble opinion I like that it's kind of like fuck you I got it I'm good even if you don't got it you're like, right even it's if better you don't than got not it. having it's nothing I have something I have something right right and that's my greatness that's it I'll take it right don't talk to me about and it and the reason why I, I, I agree with that a lot and I mentioned the podcast as well is that I feel like we were so coming up especially in the Bronx is like just have something right our parents just wanted us to have a right, job right so it's like, oh, well, I have a job so I'm fucking so you're good you I'm made good it. why would it. I ever try right. to fucking get something more I can go back to my story about basketball like, well, at least I got I'm going to college so my mom can't be mad at me like mm. I, fuck, I didn't get the scholarship to go to college to play ball but I'm going to college like how is she gonna be mad at me I'm sure that all was part of my mindset so, so you look at it from the perspective of accomplishing what your mom had set out for you right. versus what you wanted necessarily right. inspire to do exactly see not me i flipped that whole shit around yeah. i was like oh my, my parents wasn't like pushing anything in particular it was more like yo just don't go don't go to jail right don't do stupid shit don't outside. give me a bunch of kids when you're 13 14 right. Right. don't be hooked up on no drugs no bullshit and then for me it was just like how do i stack as much paper as possible so i can get the fuck out of here right that's that's what my mentality yeah is. so different thing for me though i was here but i wasn't here Right. So I was a little right. bit more comfortable financially. So right. I, I didn't feel the pressure, like damn, like I'm in a bond. Like I, that's my thing. Maybe even it comes to like to basketball as well. Maybe if I was, if basketball was my only option out. to get the fuck out, right. maybe I would have had the desire more. But it, it, basketball was just another option for me. Wilmington would have been more appealing if that was probably the land. right. Yeah. If all the only way I can literally survive and provide for myself was going to Wilmington, I would have gone to Wilmington. Right. But it was just if I had, I also had four different schools saying yes, come here and come to you know study with us. So I was like, all right, well, I have options now. So, bitch assness or millennialist. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So as we, as we come to a close, what would you say is the big takeaway you want to leave the listeners with about millennials in general? Um. 
I mean, I think back to the points we've all been making, you know, Pietro and yourself, and just talking about, like, really try to see the big picture at all times. Like, don't get so caught up in your own bubble that all you see the next, like, two feet ahead of you is all you know. Mm-hmm. Like, really just take a step back, uh, become vulnerable, right, and just fucking be like, all right, is there a better way of doing things? And if there is, and you can't see that better way, ask for help. Because mm-hmm. I feel like so many of us, man, especially millennials, man, we just, like, I got this. Yeah. I feel I feel like since we reconnected you have been you've reached out to me about certain things that you probably wouldn't have in yeah, the past right for sure because i'm trying to see the big picture I just, I just turned 30 i'm trying to be in a spot 10 years from now that i'm not like i don't i currently don't see it but fuck it i've seen other people doing it right like like i look i mean i fucking look up to you so much bro and i'm like, right, like i have someone who's doing this why wouldn't i fucking reach out for help that's right and the same thing with basketball like i had other people in nearby schools who i knew that were doing it back then, but I was like, nah, fuck them. They're doing their own thing. Uh, I'll figure it out on my own. So I think as I get older, I'm trying to just be more aware of, hey, it's not asking for handouts, it's asking for advice. And then, nah. yeah. I think I think that's one of our problems because, uh, you know, you got, you got, in my mind, you got two types of people. You got the opportunists who all they care about is taking. Right. Right. And then you got those that also want to take and learn and, but also would be willing to give when the opportunity presented itself. 100%. Right? And so it's hard sometimes for for you know people that might be in certain privileged positions that may, people might want to go be attracted to to decipher who's who. So a lot of people have this this inclination to shut everybody down, right? Right. And so when people like yourself are hesitant to ask, it probably comes from your fear of them declining you to help. Right. And also maybe some cockiness on your part. It's like, Yo, yeah, I could do this shit. I don't need nobody. To it's help. probably 75% that. Right. <laughs> so I, I mean, you have an open line to me. So if, appreciate I mean, that. I, I ain't nobody special, but if I can help you, no, I'm, I'm no, happy you to. You are special. We are important. <laughs> no, yeah, I appreciate little, that. Little school bus special. <laughs> no, but let me just say, I just want to wrap up with this in closing. Um, we talked about this again. I identify myself as a millennial and I think, Part of the reason why I wrote my, my spoken word poetry book is because I wanted to break out of my comfort zone. Right. But I also wanted to expose what those comfort zones, what those parameters were. You know, like what was holding me back. And pride, I associate what you just talked about, about pride. Pride plays a huge role. You don't ask him for help because of pride. I got this shit. Right. You know, it's like there's no other, there's no other reason. There's no reason because he didn't give you, he didn't close the door you haven't even knocked on. You know right. what I mean? You just didn't knock on the door. So you didn't know it was open to you and a world of possibility. So I think that I had that. I share that sentiment. I was like, no, I got this shit. I don't got shit. But I got this shit. I got this shit. I got this shit. And it's a work in progress. <laughs> you don't got shit. You know what I mean? You're standing on nothing. Right. You know what I mean? But it's also, I think, it's ingrained in the culture, in our culture. Also, as men, we're supposed to just have it all figured the fuck out. Right. We're providers. We're, and it's, so I think it's not just us. But it, right, there's a bigger scope. I mean, a, I, at the end of the a, day, like I don't think any of these fucking millennials, Gen X, that none of that shit matters. But no, 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 no. It's just I, in, ingrained in us that we don't need certain things. Yeah, we, yeah. yeah, it's relevant. I, I'm not not to dispose of the millennial. No, it's it's relevant. I'm yeah. just I'm saying, just with this respect to pride. Right. Uh, there's a, there's a, there's a, it's deeper than just millennial, but. I see the similarities. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. I wrote my book to step out of my comfort zone. Say, fuck it. Here I am. You know, I'm pretty good. I don't know this shit, but if you know, if I if I can help you with this shit, maybe you, can, you know what I mean. Like, just be human about the fucking thing. You right. know what I mean? And just and live. 
basically, you know, we're all trying to get better. Right. Or at least some of us, you know. So if you want greatness, you'll be around greatness. Therefore, you ascend. Right. If not, then you have these motherfuckers will be there, and then that's it. So. Right. I agree with that. It's who you surround yourself with. I know, like, we'll wrap this up in a second, but I always remember, like, the last couple of years, like, like even, like, Sammy, when he came to visit, he, I kept telling by some of my friends, and he's like, bro, like, you surround yourself with some fucking really great people. Yeah. And because, like, yo, if you want to be great, you got to fucking start saying, You're all right, this great. is what, yeah. and if you want to be trash, then... Then you surround yourself with trash. Exactly. So, it like, works both ways. Yeah, man. Yo, I think that's a kick-ass way to wrap up, you know what I'm saying? Because, first of all, I just want to say thank you all of you guys for thank you this, man for making this happen i think it's a super dope idea to like fuse both of our podcasts together on this night i mean this day just need the merchandise yeah we got merch <laughs> merch, merch on no, the way merch on the way 50 dollars <laughs> 50 dollars t-shirts no 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 not 50 dollars 59.95 y'all too young to know about that shit y'all, y'all gonna have to go back in the day that was when videos was out they used to always say 59.95 for everything back then. He's I don't even know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm the young one he's talking about. Yeah, exactly. I'm talking about Damn, six years of di- big ass difference. Anyway, yeah, that's what's up. All right, so I'm Manny Digital. I'm Emilio the Poet. Day bar is open from Absolutely Fucking Not Podcast. All right, and we're from Dribbling Dimes. Catch us on your favorite podcast platforms. We out. Yeah. And uh, yeah, you can get my book, I'm a Poet, and you know about you one on Amazon.com. Or you can get it on, on Instagram. <laughs> Hold on, man. We're going to plug our shit in. You know we're going to plug it. We, we can't even be great in this motherfucker. Right. Hey, look here. On Instagram, <laughs> at Emilio underscore the poet. And I and you know it. Peace, y'all. <laughs> Thank you for listening to this episode of Dribbling Dimes. If you like what you heard, please leave a review or comment wherever you're listening to us now. Check us out on social media as well. We're live on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. On all platforms, you can find us at D-R-I-B-B-L-E-N-D-I-M-E-S.